I just finished my uh, class that I give every day here in uh, Goberdon. And uh, I may even speak something about that, but let me see, because I have to go and now see where we're up to and uh, in this Gorlila. Usually I just look before. Okay, reading from uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat, Anchilila, Antakandya, uh, chapter four. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya. Taksur Militam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurve Namaha. Sri Chaitanya Mano Vistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale. Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam. Vanshakalpa Turupyas Chakripa Sindhu Bhayevacha. Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda. Sri Advaita Gadadhar Srivasadi Gaur Bhaktarinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So greetings from Govardhan. Um, just feel very grateful to be here. And gratitude is a very important quality because gratitude is a result of kindness or mercy. And mercy means you don't feel mercy you don't feel gratitude unless there's kindness and, and mercy. And mercy is undeserved kindness. So gratitude means is you're feeling, or mercy, you're feeling that you're getting something more than you deserve. So it's a very beautiful feeling of humility because you feel your lack of qualification for what you're getting. And uh, just being here in Govardhan is, I don't know, what, a month or so ago, I'm not knocking New Jersey, but I was there and I was hankering to come to Vrindavan. And uh, I really realized the saying in the last year and a half that you can't buy a ticket to Vrindavan because I couldn't buy, every other year I could buy a ticket, but now the COVID and you, you couldn't buy a ticket to Vrindavan. And uh, therefore you realize that the entrance is Krishna's mercy. And when you're reflecting on that, you think, why? What, why me? What qualification do I have to go to the Holy Dham? What, what qualification do I have? 
Krishna has every right not to gain me entrance for the rest of my life. So being here, I still feel that. What is the qualification? There's no qualification, it's mercy. I remember when I was in Dallas, Texas and Prabhupada came and that's where I joined, as you know. And after class, Prabhupada said, are there any questions? One of my god brothers, six foot five, Ganagamya, maybe he was a Texan, they're big, just said, Prabhupada, how can we repay you? And Prabhupada said, just remain obliged. Just remain obliged. So I'm really grateful to, to be here. Um, yeah, and, and uh, we're working on making this little ashram here. I'm really trying. It takes a little bit more than I thought it would, but we're, we're kind of forging ahead. We want to make, we have um, yeah, five units together. And we want to make them as nice as possible so that when people come, um, they can be comfortable and, 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 and experience the Dham. And I have a great assistant, Vikram. He's just an amazing guy. It's like a sadhu, but really savvy. And uh, we're just trying to finish it. At least two more of the units before people come and then we'll have our retreat. And I'm pretty excited about it. Um, we're getting things together in terms of the Basadam. So some, looks like some great Kirtaniers will come. Uh, and then we figured out the schedule. I met with Lila Velasini and when people come the first day, we didn't understand, we didn't, um, weren't sure what we are gonna do, but we're gonna walk to Chandra Sarovar, which is one of the most peaceful and beautiful places. And it was the, um, it's where the spring rasa dance happened. It's a very beautiful, beautiful kun. So we'll walk there. So these are the things that I'm thinking of right now. Um, and um, there's some, so I speak about Gail with this synchronicity. One of the ways I, I, I've made this as an argument for God's existence is synchronicity. When two events come together beyond the law of probability. I described that when I went, I met the devotees in Los Angeles and then I went to San Francisco and we didn't have any place to stay. And we called up people and there's no one that could house us. We didn't even know where we were gonna stay. And they said, you can park your car in the parking lot. And uh, I told many of this story you can park the car in the parking lot of this football stadium and use up my bathroom. And, you know, we went to this restaurant, this Chinese restaurant for a particular reason. And then we got out, the devotees were chanting. Then when we got to this parking lot, the devotees were there. That We looked in the, there were stores. And so the parking lot was also the back of, uh, the stores on Frederick Street, and we saw some smoke blowing, and I saw devotees, and I thought, my God, every I, my first thing was, every this is big. Everyone in this city is into this. 
because we, you know, we, 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 in front of the restaurant, they were chanting and now people are here. We thought this, but it was synchronicity. Krishna put it, put these events together. And I think we, if we look at our lives and, and, and you're, 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 you're conscious on a spiritual path to, to move forward and elevate your consciousness and you perform Dharma, what you'll start seeing is an amazing thing that the life, your life, if you're value head to God, if you, you respond to the world with Dharma and you, take, and you take the guidance of the Vaishnavas and the teachers, you'll find an amazing thing that the way the world moves around you was exactly directed to your heart and to your condition and something you needed to know to elevate your consciousness to the next step. And when you live your life like that, you see God in, you see God in every step of your life. And you saw God, I look back now, I'm past my 50th year in Krishna consciousness. And I look back and I see everything that came to me was for me to bring me where I am now. And I'm very happy where I am now, but I know in my heart, I can go so far, I can go much further. And that's my experience here in Govardhan. I see, I see it's possible. It's possible to get taste for the holy name. It's really possible to get taste for the holy name. And it gives you the faith that if you improve your life and you look at your life, and you see the things that, not renunciation, but giving up the things that are not connected to Krishna, either directly or indirectly. Indirectly means the nourishment, the affection, the, the things you need to keep body and soul together. And, and you see the, the, the sacrifices that you can make, balanced, yukta vairagya, balanced detachment giving up those things that can't, that don't really have value. They're anarcha, they have no value to this development, either by stabilizing your mind and consciousness because they're the needs you have for, for sense gratification and relationship and, and, and prestige or whatever you need, but not more. Um, you really see it's possible I can go further in Krishna consciousness. But you, 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 and then when it comes to death and Prabhupada said as sure as death in his room, he told his sannyasis, his renunciates, don't think this won't happen to you. Don't think this won't happen to you. Um,
then when that moment comes and it comes for everyone, as you are convinced that everything that came to you is for you, you'll see death in the same way. And therefore, as the Bhagavatam says, if you want to be fearless at the time of death and chant here and remember Krishna, then you'll be fearless at the time of death because you'll be confident of your destiny. Fear is due to uncertainty of something in the future moving against your, your benefit, your desires, but you'll be completely convinced that the world is will will move even even the giving up of the body that actually it's for your benefit to link you up now either in, in, in those who are fortunate have finished their sojourn in the material world and have a spiritual existence completely or by the time you finish your life, you'll be of a consciousness that deserves a better body than you have now, both by the debilitation that the body is in old age, but also by the karmic nature you got in this life that you're struggling with and, 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 and it's purifying you and, and moving against you. So, Anyway, these are just some thoughts I had. And before I go into the, um, oh, I was talking about synchronicity, so I'm not gonna forget. So, so this is the synchronicity, is I started, I have a new thing now, and because I'm, I'm always looking for things to lecture, and I've lectured on certain stories of the Bhagavatam so many times, and it's really working. I'm just reading, I'm just reading through Krishna book and then commenting. So it's an interesting thing that I noticed. I noticed that on Govardhan Puja, um, on Govardhan Puja, I was up to the Govardhan Leela. And then on the full moon night of the Sharat season, on the full moon night of the Sharat season, where the Rasa dance happens, I was up to the Rasa dance. So I've been lecturing on the Rasa dance. There's not many people here. It's, it's there's not many people in Govardhan. So my classes are between two and four people. But um, some of them were taped actually. But anyway, I'll explain to you a little bit about it. And, and because that's what I've been just lecturing on. Um, So the part we were up to is kind of a, a little bit interesting. Um, and I, I try to indicate to the devotees and I explain them a little bit about Rasa Shastra, about 
what these stories are meant to do. What they're meant to do is, like all drama, all drama recreates some experience in the world that allows you to feel it. If there's a tragedy, you should feel it. But it's somehow disconnected from your own ego. It has a purifying effect. But what, what, what these dramas are, what the Bhagavatam is, it's the emotion of rasa, bhakti rasa, which is the ultimate reality. And what other ultimate reality is reasonable but the exchange of the highest love and therefore the highest pleasure because love is pleasure. So I was trying to show how the drama of Krishna, if, if you just step back a little bit, you'll see that what's happening is a very, very reasonable conception that the ultimate reality must be love at its height. And I was trying to describe to the devotee, first, I, you know, I really had to explain the point what I call prejudice, spiritual prejudice. I, I, I don't jump to the, the, these high topics, but I, I, I explain very, very carefully how you have to hear them. Because what prejudice means is, is that you judge something not for what it is, but you prejudge it based on a similar experience that no longer applies. So you apply something that's no longer applicable and therefore you misunderstand something based on a previous experience. I, I you know, you may have had, you know, you've grown up in a particular thing. We had a bad experience with some of the particular ethnicity. And then you meet someone of that and you judge them by that experience rather than who they are. So it's the same thing with Krishna's pastimes. We prejudge it based on a similar experience that is not applicable. And, and, and therefore, when we read the purports, Prabhupada goes at great length and at great genius to couch those pastimes in Krishna between boy and girl as something that may have that form, but a very different consciousness. And therefore, the, 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 the relationship between Krishna and the gopis is called kama rup. It's called the form of lust. It's not lust, it's the form of lust. In other words, how we understand it, it's, it's the same form as this world, but the consciousness is different. And right at the beginning of the Ras Lila introduction, Prabhupada clearly says that the gopis had lustful desires to please the senses of Krishna. It wasn't actually lust at all, it was love. Their consciousness is, is no tinge of selfishness. What materialness is, material consciousness is selfishness, it's self-centeredness. They wanted nothing for themselves. Ashlishyava, padaratam, panastumam, madarshanam, mamakat. 
you may you may, may broke may me make me brokenhearted by not being before me. You may crush me by your embrace, but you're still my Lord. It's it's just this selfless love, which we are all hankering for, both in our hearts and to have an object that's worthy of that. both in our hearts and to have an object that's worthy of that. And that's what it's about. So we love, we, we see how this drama, this drama, which, which is a reality because reality is a drama. <laughs> this drama, how it brings the, the, the love to the height. And I was just, we were discussing the very beginning, we can imagine the next Monday morning greetings, which you will get tomorrow, is called, Are the Gopis the Greatest Renunciates? And Trying to explain, my God, what happens. What is it like to hear Krishna's flute? What is it like to hear Krishna's flute? And you can only hear Krishna's flute if you have a relationship with him. And when you hear his flute, you hear his love for you. And what is that like when you really love some, someone? When you really love someone? And you want their love more than anything else. How painful it is when they break that relationship. How painful it is when they don't acknowledge that relationship and how blissful it is when they do acknowledge that relationship. So they hear their love, they hear Krishna's love. And it's such a powerful emotion that it completely overpowers any sense even though it's the highest reality because their eternal, it's, it, it, their eternal relationship is with Krishna. So even though it's emotional, it's truthful. This is the ultimate reality. Our eternal relationship with God and others are temporary. So they hear that. And it's such an experience. The only thing, I, I, I have no experience of this, but I'm just what I think. You know, like someone's a cocaine addict or a heroin addict and, you know, they'll steal their parents' money. They'll rob their, you know, they'll, they'll, it, 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 the, the desire for that is so strong. It overcomes any sense. And we always have this competition between the desires we have and, the, and the, the understanding we have. I want this, but it's not right. But sometimes that want over, over 
comes over, supersedes anything. But that want is that that want is um, that want is right because it's the ultimate reality is our relationship with God. And other relationships have a reality in the sense that it's something that we need. It's something that we are obligated to. Um, and therefore something that can't be transcended, trans, transgressed by our desires or our wants. But this is something else. This is a desire that is the goal of those relationships, the goal of my marriage, the goal of the Vedic principles, Vedaish Jasarvah, um Eva Vedjo, Vedanta Vid, Veda Vid, Eva Chaham, of all the Vedas I am to be known. So Prabhupada said, you can't imitate the gopis if you're a conditioned soul. Savita Bhattacharya, I once took Basada at her house and she explained this point of how those on the highest platform, they're beyond any rules and regulations. She described it like an airplane. The, the traffic laws, the, the red lights, the green lights don't apply to them. It's moving on another level on another platform. So try to put, what did they feel like when they heard that flute and Krishna was saying, I love you and come to me? It went above any other considerations that normally you'd be morally obligated to follow. And we should be. And Prabhupada goes on this whole thing. He even tells the gopis, chastity of a woman to a man is the most important principle. And you can't, he, 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 and, and then Prabhupada said, the Christian's not being sarcastic. This is true. <laughs> it's true. It just doesn't apply to, to the gopis who are beyond all those things because they're achieving the, the highest level of, of reality. And those things are meant to get you there. Well, they're there. It's like a ladder that you go to and then you're on the top step, then the, the bottom steps don't have any relevance because you got to your goal. So imagine that force and what they're experiencing and what they have to transcend, even their honor, their reputations. Uh, you know, in the Yoga Sutras, it says the highest, the higher levels of renunciation is you can be a yogi and you can be austere, but being attached to false prestige. But higher than that is the inner detachment from honor and reputation and respect. And they've given that all up to go to Krishna in a very, very deeply. And at night, 
with such risks in the forest. And then they get there and Krishna called them there by their flute. And the environment was just changing to announce that this is the time for this union between Krishna and the gopis. And then Krishna says, well, what can I do for you? Concierge, is it? You know, like at a hotel, very polite, but there's no real relationship. And in the hearts of the gopis, they're, they're so disappointed. Why is this? What are they feeling after all this? Shouldn't Krishna say, my, shouldn't be a scene from the movies where Krishna runs towards them and they run towards Krishna and there's a long embrace And they're both willing to risk whatever because it's such a lovely book. And they make such risk in the middle. Like, what, what, shouldn't Krishna say, well, what are you doing here? My love, you, you made such sacrifice just for me. The Pari, there's no way I can repay you. There's no way I can repay you. <clears throat> and Krishna says, what can I do for you? What is in their hearts? And this is what the rasa is doing, what they, what the relationship. It's bringing that sense of love by this drama higher and higher for the taste of God and for the taste of the living entity who are rasika, who are connoisseurs of this high love. And then the gopis are astounded and they're just looking around back and forth, looking around back and forth. says, oh, now that you've seen the forest, you came here for nice sightseeing and now that you've seen the forest, now you can, you can go. Now that you've seen the forest, now you can go. They're a little bit angry now, but we're, that anger is born of this love. So the ocean of their love with these emotions is just getting, and then somehow or other, they become a little bit upset and they start preaching to Krishna, Acharya Purusham, the whole purpose of life is this relationship with God. And therefore, as we have sacrificed everything for the mood of devotion, as we've given up our, our, even we sacrificed our reputation for selfless service, it is only proper that you accept us taking shelter at your lotus feet. Um, Anyway, unless I would go and read the verse, this is what I've been doing, commenting on the verses and 
just a few special people in the audience. There's one housewife from Delhi. I guess she has two older daughters in America. She's gonna to come to my retreat. And not an ordinary soul, she lives in Govardhan uh, for the whole month of Kartik. And then of course she has to go back. She's married there. Her husband came to one of my classes initiated by probably Gopal Krishna Maharaj. Um, cooks, if I want, uh, uh, breakfast and, and dinner. And I, you know, she has, it's just Seva. She's just Seva Bhav. So, and she comes and then there's one devotee I've known for a long while named Savya Sachi. And there's things that Russians can do that no other people can do. Very nice devotee. You know, I knew, knew him. He's a mechanical genius. He's absolutely a mechanical genius. And I, believe me, in this house, even I got a new Giza, it doesn't work. I have a karma. I haven't taken a hot shower in my house here in like 10 years. I mean, we didn't have enough water pressure. We couldn't get this. And someone mentioned it. I mean, he just looked at that machine. He looked at it, he has a certain Shakti and he took one pipe out, did something else and then, I don't know, took out this little part and then went there and then blew into something and took something else out. Now it works. But I didn't know he's preaching and, and she chants all the time and he preaches and and uh, I've known him very well for maybe 15 years. I'm seeing all these relationships. And, and he was going out. These are just, there's one lady that lives on the next street from me. Her house is a menagerie, which means she has so many animals. And she goes around Govardhan half every single day for the last 15 years. And she goes and 10, 15 people every day in Karti, she goes out to a different village and when she gets there, she cleans, she paints the deities. She has a big trunk of medicines and care and she feeds all the people and everybody starts cleaning. And they go to 30 places and that's all they do. Save it to the bridge bosses, save it to the bridge bosses. So this person got dango fever, which is a very, very serious, like malaria, but much more serious. And he still went out every single day. <laughs> every single day, it's crazy. But he went out every single day, including the day after Radakun's appearance day, they went to Radhakun to clean it out from all whatever it is. And he was in the water for two hours. <laughs> but very attached to Krishna Kata. And they would come and Lila Balasini sometimes. And 
So it's nice to be up there. And I'm gonna, when I go to Vrindavan, there's a few people I know. I'll continue this because it is, it is actually so relishable. Actually, just sharing my life here that, you know, Bhakti began Goswami, really nice. He, he's just extended his friendship to me. I become very close to him and uh, he's a wonderful, incredible Vaishnav. And every day I have lunch for him and, and it, it's just so healthy with a variety of things. And uh, one day Sachinandana Swami came who just has a place somewhere in Radhakund and he literally chants all day long during Kartik. And then he came and he really, really, I'm just sharing my realizations. He really, really wanted to meet me because many letters I get from him, how much he appreciates Monday morning greetings. And he wanted to thank me for it because he really appreciates it. So I didn't know, he always wanted to see me, but with his schedule, and then he has to leave right after Kartik, it wasn't gonna happen, even though he really wanted to see me. I know that. And then somehow he was invited for lunch that day, the last day of Kartik or something, and I was there, and it was just me, Bhaktivedanta Swami and Sachinandana Swami. And I could see that his consciousness from just chanting, it was just, a, it was just at this platform above the world. And in his presence, it's just the, the, the philosophy, the realizations that we were sharing. I said, I was telling Vikram, you wish you were a fly on the wall. But one thing I, I felt, and I'm feeling this myself, is that when you dedicate yourself to chanting the holy name, you don't lose time you gain time. Even though I'm chanting, you, you don't lose time, you gain time. Because Krishna enters in your life and organizes in a way. I can give you an example, Monday morning greetings. When I started, I wasn't chanting this much as I do now, but it takes much less time. And I, I begin to write, I'm not sure what I'm gonna write and then I'm not thinking of writing, but thoughts come and it, it just seems to come so much quicker. So I felt that way with Sachinandana Swami because he was dedicated to the holy name and he wanted to meet me. It was arranged in a way that kind of went seamlessly and was a blessing because I understood this is the type of Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastri Hoi, Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva a moment's association, a moment's association. Sarva Siddhi Hoy can give all perfection. So I was feeling like, wow, this was so beautiful and so wonderful. And to get that kind of Sangha, and that's what I wanna provide out here in Govardhan, a place where people can come and get that le level of Sangha to change their life, to give them faith and deep, deep realizations. Um, yeah. So now today's verse for what we have, it's, it's 
Lord Chaitanya, who we are meditating on and we're desiring to serve. And when we desire to serve, when we desire to serve, um, when we desire to serve someone, we have to enter their heart and understand what they want. And it's one of the ways in which bhakti works. When you, des when you, de when you develop a, a, a desire to serve someone, it empowers you to enter their heart and take their heart to yours. Just like if you see really advanced Prabhupada disciples and their desire to spread Krishna consciousness, their desire to distribute books, their desire to give their life. They were empowered with a desire, which is bhakti itself from that type of, of, of experience. So when we hear about Lord Chaitanya, we develop attraction to him. We kind of develop a desire to serve him and to serve his mission. And something comes into our hearts that connects us to Vrindavan because that's what Lord Chaitanya's heart is. Lord Chaitanya's heart is Vrindavan. Lord Chaitanya's heart is Vrindavan. So now what happens is, is Lord Chaitanya and his journey, his mother gets to cook for him. Can you imagine that type of Bob? She was devastated. Now she gets to see her son again. Who is God? And, and what is that motherly love like? It, 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 it's eternal. It's ever present. You enter into it. You're there forever in a blissful way. And she gets to cook and, and making shock so many different varieties. And then there's remnants of Lord Chaitanya cooked by Mother Sachi Devi, his mother. The devotees were wildly fighting over those remnants. The remnants of a pure devotee, the water that washed his feet, the dust, it's very, very powerful. It's very, very mystical. And I had that experience myself when Prabhupada put a rascal in my hand and biting into that rascal, there was a mystical transformation in my consciousness that increased my commitment to serve above the mental obstacles I had to make that commitment. So these devotees are fighting for that. And just the fight itself for that. Sometimes the desire for the desire is as strong as achieving it. And I give you a nice example about that is 
I have certain families of devotees that I'm very, very close to. Um, very close to Yugalapriti and Jagadish in Mayapur. It's, 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 I'm part of their family. And they don't let so many people enter into that role. I'm, I'm going to go there on the 5th. It's going to be a joy for me. We're very, very close. And, you know, now when you get 71 years old and you have these relationships, you just look at it, man, this is 15 years. This is 30 years. This is 40 years. This is 50 years. You start having these relationships and how meaningful they are. And that becomes the reality. I just read in this one letter where Prabhupada was talking to Jamuna and Dina Tarani, they didn't fit into the institution as it was constructed at that time. And Prabhupada said, with this chanting of Hare Krishna as Iskand, it doesn't negate the concept of Iskand, the concept of institutions, the fact that whether we're in ISKCON or not, we should be for ISKCON. The, the society that Prabhupada created that gives us all the facilities for spreading Krishna consciousness and prints the books and the people who serve it, you can't underestimate that. But what Prabhupada told them is where there is chanting Hare Krishna, that's ISKCON. Especially when you're chanting in the mood of Baba, in, in, in incredible love and service for Prabhupada, how can that be disconnected from his desire? Um, anyway, Lord Chaitanya is traveling and, and devotees are fighting for those remnants. And then all the devotees start to assemble and he meets a devotee named Murari Gupta who's a physician, but he is um, when the Lord saw Murari Gupta, he smiled and spoke to him. So Murari, who is Murari Gupta? Murari Gupta is he is a devotee of Lord Ram. And, you know, and sometimes they have these discussions whether bhakti is inherent or bhakti is inherited. And, you know, there's always arguments on both sides, but this is an argument that bhakti is inherent because they couldn't convert him to Gopi Bhav, <laughs> although he was a servant of Lord Chaitanya. I was also speaking about that with Bhakti Vigyan Goswami. He's such a scholar. He is such a scholar. Um, really, he is amazing. And when Sachinandana Swami was coming and I was sharing something that I wrote recently about it's reasonable that the ultimate reality 
is beyond our logical understanding of what it is and how it operates. And I gave so many reasons, I'm not gonna go beyond that right now. Bhaktivedanta Goswami immediately quoted something, I believe, by Bhaktivedanta Thakur, who was a genius in communication. And he said that if you try to figure out, if you try to, if you try to logically define the inconceivable, if you dwell on the inconceivable, it will develop anarthas in your heart. And that's what I wrote with Prabhupada said, what, is, what does matter get out? So anyway, Murari Gupta, he, he's, and Lord Chaitanya is recognizing that and valuing that. Oh, Gupta, I've heard that you composed eight verses describing Raga, Raga Bedra. Please recite them. Being ordered by the Lord, Murari Gupta began, became absorbed in ecstasy as he began to recite those verses. Well, look at this. My name is there in Raghavendra's verse. Agre Danur Daravara Kanakojvalanga Agre Danur Agre Danur Daravara Kanakojvalango Cheshtan Usevana Ruto Parabushanatya Seshak Ya Tamavara Lokshmana Namayasya Raman Jagat Tayagurum Satatam Bajame. I constantly worship Lord Ramachandra, the guru of the three worlds. Before him stands Sri Lakshman, who is the best of archers, Dhanurdhara Bara whose bodily complexion is like molten gold, who is engaged in the service of his elder brother, who is wonderfully decorated, and who is the form of an antecession. Advakara tisharaso sagano kadambham sri dandakana. I don't forget. I constantly worship Lord Ramachandra, the guru of the three worlds who destroyed Kara, Trishira, Kabanda, and their followers, and who rid the Dandakaranya forest of the demon Dushana, and who killed Vali and made friends with Sugriva. In this way, Murari Gupa recited eight verses on the order of Lord Chaitanya, then explained them. So then the other verses are given in the purple. Dura Dala Shamala Kadanda Diksha Guru Bhaktangana Priti Vas Chatita Kalpataru. His complexion is dark like durva grass, and he is the supreme teacher of the art of archery. Is like a desire tree for fulfilling the desire of his devotees. Hasya Mukhe Ratnamaya Raja Simhasani Vashiya Achena Shri Janaki Devi Vama 
He is smiling as he sits on the royal throne, decorated with jewels with Sri Janaki Devi on his left. In front of him is his younger brother, the great archer Lakshman. Agre Mahad Hanurdara Anujuja Lakshmana, whose complexion is as effulgent as gold and was decorated with golden ornaments. I kind of like, I saw my name twice, I kind of somehow. Apane, appearing as the Lord's younger brother, Sri Lakshman, who's the origin of Lord Ananta, engages in the service of his older brother. Elder brother. Birth after birth, I worship the lotus feet of Sri Ramaragandana, who is the supreme teacher of everyone. His two brothers, Bharat and Shatrugna, fan him with chamaras as the leader of the monkey sings his auspicious glories before him. May I birth after birth sing the glories of that Lord who made friends with the Chandala Guha. He left his kingdom on the order of his guru. He then wandered in the forest to perform some pleasing work for the demigods. The Lord killed Vali and entrusted the kingdom to Sugriva. Out of compassion, he made friends with Sugriva. I worship the lotus feet of the master of the three worlds who delivered Ahalya. With the help of Lakshman and the monkeys, the Lord effortlessly, effortlessly created a bridge over the insurmountable ocean. I worship the lotus feet of the Lord who killed Ravana and his family members, whom even Indra could not defeat. By his mercy, the religious-minded Bibishan became the king of Lanka, even though he didn't want to. I worship the lotus feet of Raghavendra, whose glories are faithfully heard by even the Yavanas. He always carried a bow and arrow to annihilate the miscreants, and he enthusiastically maintained his subjects as if they were his sons. By his mercy, all the inhabitants of Dayoja went to Vaikuntha in their same bodies. Maheshwar forgets his clothes while absorbed in the mellows of his name, and Lakshmi constantly engages in the service of his lotus feet. I worship the lotus feet of Raghavendra, the master of all, who the Vedas, Vedas glorify as the supreme Brahman and the Lord of the universe. In this way, Murari Gupta explained the eight verses that he composed, describing the nectarian glories of Ram. Okay, Jamunajai, you start us off with something. Hey, Kishamaraj, thank you for class. I was just so taken with that, that last. I was like, Jai Ram. <laughs> that was really beautiful. Thank you. But before that, I, I really love this concept of, the, of if you really have the conception that everything that Krishna is doing is, is for you, that even at the time of death, this changing of bodies is going to be a good thing. And that's something to really put in the bank and, and, and to remember that, that the way to be fearless at the time of death is even this, even this, that we as humans probably fear a lot is actually Krishna being so merciful to us. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's a good point. Wow. Anybody else like to ask a question or share something that they appreciated from the class? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. I yeah, just, um, you know, I couldn't help but think of the Narayan Maharaj controversy when you said, wherever there is chanting, there is ISKCON. I really loved that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, Ibo. Ibo, Henry, 
Sounds not working. <laughs> okay, somehow you can't. Nice to see you, Henry. Okay, anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna, Krishna Maharaj. Malati, Hare Krishna. Hare Bull, I'm, um, thank you for class today. I'm currently in Itanagari. So I wanted to say hello from Gitanagari. It was sort of an unexpected trip. I'm here by myself. I've met incredible devotees. It's been so beautiful. Here's a gardenia for you from their garden. What are you doing in Gitanagari? Uh, that's a good question. It's just a spiritual retreat for me, I guess, of solo retreat. There's nothing organized, but I came and um, trying to learn more about the um, like Mongol arty and offering arty and trying to just meet the devotees. I think that's great because I honestly feel there's no place outside of Vrindavan that is as in, as Vrindavan as Gitanagari. Oh, wow. I, I always felt that. And it has a, a kind of simplicity of mm -hmm. communication that doesn't work and cell phones that don't work. <laughs> and, and not a lot of opulence, but, you know, it, it always has been that way. And I think, wow, what a great, you know, opportunity. And I spent a lot of time in Gitanagari. One of the places I spent, I spent one whole Kartik in Gitanagari. Oh, I wow. used to stay. In, yeah, no, Gita, I was spent a lot of time and had a lot of relationships and uh, mm. I don't know what devotees you're meeting there. Of course, Dhruvan Parijata. And then there's, I know one lady, Anandita Lalita, I think. And her husband. They, they live outside, but they're part of that community. Okay. She's a friend of Lila, Lila Velasini. Okay. Well, great. Well, I think it's a great idea. And, and thank your husband for taking the kids and giving them right. that kind of experience. And you, yeah. it's not too far from you. And you can develop a relationship with that Dom. Mm. It's really Dobbin. Very good. Okay, great. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you, Maharaj. Okay. Um, can you hear me now, Maharaj? Can you hear me now? This is Henry. Hey, Henry. Yeah, I great to see. Sign off to turn my microphone on. You know, I'm a, I'm traveling. I've actually I'm in um, Gainesville. You know, I'm across the street from the Krishna House. Um, ironically, I was planning to I'd spend most of the time there, but they had a bit of an outbreak. Ten devotees at Krishna House got um, COVID. So, but anyway, I'm I'm doing the same thing in uh, Gainesville that I would be doing at home. I'm watching you, and I'm just enjoying this class more than ever. There were. So so many brilliant points you know when you dedicate yourself to chanting you gain time because krishna enters and organizes this is so true i'm finding this so true in my life and and uh, and um and where where there's chanting um hari krishna that is iskan and um uh, and uh and Krishna puts everything together for you and makes your whole life happen just the right way to end up right where you are here today. And uh, and I, I just love that. And it's working so well for me, Maharaj. And thank you for your mercy for all these decades. Wow. 
you really were able to conceptualize and express those points quite clearly. So I really appreciate that. But you're seeing Brahmatirta, or you're just going to hunker down there because oh, of no, what happened? Oh, no, we've seen a lot of Brahmatirta and a lot of outdoor events. There's a thing called the Festival of the Holy Name, which is all outdoors on the farm um, next weekend. Uh, you know, and I'll see all kinds of people from Goravani to Raghunath to, you know, Mukya, all the and all the local luminaries here. And uh, so you're not too, you're not too worried. You're just no, I'm safe. not worried. Just had my third uh, shot, and um, I wear a mask, and I I'm not going into any indoor events that are big. You know, I just there's plenty of outdoor stuff here. Okay, great. Okay, Bhakti Devi, I saw you. Thanks, Henry. Say hello to all my friends there. Bhakti Devi, hi, Bhakti. Hey, Krishna Maharaj. Ooh, how are you? You look great, by the way. I'm. Uh, it's a little bit more challenging because the diet is not as controlled. But when I eat with Bhakti Vigan Goswami, it's it's just perfect. And I eat there every day. But sometimes, like I had, I went to the temple for the end of the Kartik feast. I had that Malai cheese subji, you know, the things that and this Vikram, my assistant, he loves me so much that he brings me the wrong things in the morning, you know. <laughs> Because he cooks like um, quinoa and steamed sabji with a little ghee, you know, and you know, so he brings me a samosa, and I said, "Don't bring me food that's not good for me because I'm going to eat it." And boy, was that they make good samosas at Giriraj Mistan Bandar. <laughs> I mean, really good samosas. So it's like that sometimes, you know, for a few days, and don't always, you know. Well, whatever. It, you look great. You look great. You sound I, I, great, I, I, which is very well, good. I, I, when I go to lunch, he lives in Brajvasundar. It's like a resort area for India. It's kind of, no one lives there except the Russian devotees because Indians, they buy there and they never stay there. So it's like a luxury thing with just beautiful cottages and and lawns and and things it's only 20 minutes away it's well it's a 20 minute power walk but now there's all these electric things so you can always get taxis back and forth anyway when you come to Govardhan, maybe we'll put you there <laughs> <laughs> or you can have a minute walk of, of something clean and simple but you'll see what your family allows i i also wanted to say that um like Henry said, I also liked what you said about when you chant, you don't lose time, that you actually gain time. Um, I, I mean, that is that is really such an interesting concept. Um, but I was wondering if you could also just talk a little bit more about what you said, that if you dwell on the inconceivable, you will develop anartas in your heart. First of all, it's a statement that's made, you know, from a great Acharya, and it just seems to make sense. I haven't thought about it, but it seems like that because then you dwell on things that you can't figure out. And then it develops doubt sometimes because the conclusions are never logical. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then you get into conflict with others because on things that have no logical basis, you can have two different opinions. So 
it, 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 you know, it, it's like Prabhupada said, you fall in a well, just grab the rope and get out. Don't argue who set the rope, where did it come from? You know, you know, I'm a brahmachari, it was sent by a woman, I'm not grabbing it. You know, this was my sampradaya. Okay, I'll grab this rope. And the rope came, grab the rope, get out. There's certain thing to get siddhanta, to get conclusions, etc. But I just see most of the time they just become a distraction from the simple things of devotional life. <laughs> and they create divisions in people. This is my party. This is your party. And it can make one a muni. I know better because I have this siddhanta, this conclusion. So always I just see it practically happening. Rather, you know, it just... You know, that's my experience. You know, where the jiva fell, did we come from here, did we come from there? We're always in the world, we're not in the world. I wrote something about that in my Monday morning greetings called a, a reasonable question without a, a reasonable answer. Okay, thank you, Bhakti Devi. Thank you, Maharaj. Good, okay. Tomorrow I have my vacation. I'm going, I'm going to Brindavan for four days. I have my place in Brindavan and I'll, I'll give class there every day. And uh, there's one lady who came to leave her body. It's another family I'm very close to in Moscow, very close to these people. And her mother was almost like my disciple. I, I, Shri Kanishi by Radhanath Swami, and it was done by Zoom, and he never does that before. And I, they invited me, and Mundakini, the first Russian lady that, that, you know, spread Krishna, not Russian lady, French lady that went there, and they love her, and she was there. And now she, she came. An interesting story, and I, I'll share this story. I'm kind of in a talkative mood today, so I'm going a little bit longer. But um, yeah, th this lady, very nice lady, um, the mother of one devotee who's close to me and she became a devotee and she loved my classes and she'd sit up and she'd really appreciate them and quite, I would say more sophisticated, but very, 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 very um, humble. And then somehow or other, she got sick and was losing weight, losing weight, losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. They couldn't find out what was wrong. And be, 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 when they finally got the tests, they found out it was cancer and she wasn't even in a condition to take chemotherapy. So Radhanath Swami said, okay, he, 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 I maybe told the story, initiate her. And, I was online and then now you gotta say, you gotta get a visa and they're not right now giving visas from Russia, I think because of the COVID thing or whatever. So they had to get a visa and then she was, they decided to take her to Vrindavan. And it wasn't easy. Now to take it, to go to Vrindavan, I didn't know planes do this service, but it just may be interesting to you. If, if you're dying and you want to go someplace, you can't say you're dying, but you need medical assistance. For a lot of money, the plane will do it because they do it for money. But you basically have to rent 
six business class seats, <laughs> both ways, even if you're not coming back. And towards the window, they give you all the seats. Maybe there's even eight seats and they somehow put them down where they can put a bed. And so they thought it was gonna, so you go to a company that does this and a doctor has to accompany it. And it, they thought it would cost $4,000. They called the company. But when, when all the details were calculated, it was $13,000. And just one such a sweet lady who loved her, who was a business lady, but as sweet and kind as you can imagine, said, I'll pay for the whole thing. And then her daughter found out who was going to accompany her that her passport was one day short because you can't go to India unless your passport is six months. And if you go, you know, something like that, it has to be six months and it was one day short. So this lady said, well, okay, I'll go with her and the daughter will join. And then I sent Vikram here with the, with the son-in-law because Vikram's very expert in and it was so insane trying to figure out between Aeroflot and India, they couldn't even find out because they had to go by an ambulance and the ambulance had to go and pick the lady up and transfer from the ambulance from the airplane. And, but they were really afraid it wouldn't even work out. And they called Radhanath Swami and he said something very poetic. He said, just the fact that she desires to go to Vrindavan means she's already been accepted by the lotus hands of Sri Radha. <laughs> and the lady was just so, she was satisfied. So one of the reasons I'm going into Vrindavan is to see the lady and her daughter, who's very close to me, and go to the Bhaktivedanta hospice and see her. And, uh, but, uh, you know, when you look back and someone's leaving, it, it, I mean, this lady had a lot to be proud of. I mean, she was, I could say this is sannyasi, she's 62, but she extremely beautiful lady. They show me pictures when she was young and even at that age, it was it, it just extraordinary. But she was so, never criticized anyone or her, her son-in-law was here for class today. He said she woke up at three o'clock every day chanted with such sincerity and, you know, had a very difficult life. Very, the Russians that were in Uzbekistan and then when there was this, you know, it was free and everything became a country, then they, they had to leave everything. And, you know, so many stories, so many stories of what people go to and have to go through. But what is the culmination? The culmination is, okay, Krishna says to some people, I'm giving you all your karma in one life because I want to take you back to Godhead. And that's the result here. Okay, anyone else that wants to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna oh. Maharaj. You're in a Thanks. car? Yes. Where are you We're going? We're in traffic in Tehran. Tra oh, you're in Tehran now. Yes, yes. I came for my visa here, Maharaj. Okay. Yeah. I hope you can get two visas. 
<laughs> oh, you mean I cannot get two visas if I go once? Then I no, no. Uh, well, it's only for 30 days, right? Yes, yes. So you have to get another 30 days. Yeah. Because you, yes. you have to come to my Govardhan retreat, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I want to come for that, definitely. <laughs> when, do you, when do you return from the Echo Village? Uh, if it would be like 20, uh, 21st of December, I will come back from there. Okay. Did they say if you can get another visa? Did you ask them? Yeah, I asked them and they said I can get visa. But, you know, Mars, uh, I don't know if I can get my visa ready before this course. So I don't know if I'm going because I was supposed to go tomorrow, but the visa isn't ready yet. So maybe I won't go. And then I have the visa and I can come well, maybe for you. That's, maybe that's what Krishna wants. Yes, because exactly. I, I want to do something very, very special in Govardhan. It's a little cold at that time, but not bad. You know, I mean, you know, you've been there at that time of the year before, right? Yeah. That's when that's when you got initiated. Yes, you know? yes. Yeah. So clean. I, I may have to buy heaters or maybe not heaters, but it, it's going to be nice. And, and wow. <clears throat> we have some good wow, cheer to hear. Yeah, Amazing. So. Thank you, Maharaj. How many I, people I, can we bring with us, Maharaj? <laughs> if they speak fluent English, you can bring who you want. <laughs> but okay. It has to be people that speak English for this. Otherwise, uh, I would do yeah. a separate thing for the Iranians. You know, okay. like <laughs> okay. Thank you, Maharaj. Thank you, Maharaj. Yeah. Thank you, Maharaj. So Translation is not going to work out because it's a small yeah. thing. and. Yeah. Let me know. Um, Just keep, keep keep in touch with me. We'll see. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Maharaj. We look forward to it, Maharaj. Thank you very much. Okay. And uh, your mother's coming, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now I'm going to look at the schedule. We have to arrange a special day for her. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, thank great. you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't it great to see Iranian devotees driving in the Tehran? I heard the traffic is, is horrible. I heard it's almost as bad as Russia or maybe as bad as Russia. Henry, isn't it nice to see these nice devotees from all over the world? Huh? Yes, Maharaj, yes. <laughs> okay, Amala Vaishnav Babaji. Hare Krishna Maharaj. I'm just thinking, who's this Godiamat Sanyasi that's attending my class? I hope the DMV is kind to you. I do too. I kind of have a backup plan if they're not kind. So I'm, I'm going to try the kind way first, hopefully. Yeah, because you have that other retreat later. You know. Right, so I got to kind of budget my time a little bit, but from my rough, rough estimate, I should be able to do just about a week in Mayapur, Vindavan, and then the retreat, and then still have enough time to do the retreat in uh, March that I'm doing. Okay, you have, um, right, 
but you have like so much vacation time, right? How much you have yeah. saved? I have about 200 hours vacation time, a little over. And even when I'm gone, I'll still get more vacation time because it counts as a time. How many, how many months is that? How, how much is that? 200 hours? I believe, hold on, let me calculate. It's about a month and a half, rough estimate off the top of my head. Okay, so, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I'm sure Krishna will arrange it and he'll put me wherever he wants me, no matter what happens, you know? Yeah, but you're, you're determined to go to Indian. <laughs> I am so determined. That, that's, that's part of Krishna's arrangement. You're determined to go to India. I feel like okay. part of me never left. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Okay, I see Lal. Okay. Braja. That cozy house. Okay, I'm going to see my main man, Raghunath. He's great. You know, I, he's so nice. He's helping me a lot. Okay. Wonderful. Narmasaki, Haribo. Haribo, Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Thank you for wow, the class. I'm, I'm in this incredibly merciful mood. I'm just continuing in, uh, in the class. I'm a little intoxicated today. I don't know what it is. But, <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Any chance so we can much. see you in India? I don't know if you can get away. Yes, I'm trying. I'm trying okay. to be. I hope so. Okay, I'm trying let's... so hard to get there. Okay. Anybody else say hello? Just need your blessing. You have it. Okay. Anybody else <laughs> say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. I just had to come back to say how sweet I thought it was when you said that Vikram. He loves you so much that he cooks you the wrong things. It reminds, <laughs> it reminds me of Avaduk. You know, when you're in Avaduk, you don't have to um, follow the rules. Or maybe it's <laughs> Well, I'll just, because I'm in an intoxicated mood. When my parents came to the, New York, uh, the uh, 55th Street to see me with my Uncle Millie, now, my uncle Mike and Aunt Millie, they brought up a plate of pakoras with some chutney. And Millie looked affectionately to Mike and said, look, Mike, a dip. <laughs> and he gave him the pakoras, even though he had angina, <laughs> even though he had this rigid heart condition. <laughs> she loved him so much. Look, Mike, a dip started feeding him the pakoras. That was a relationship with him. Okay, good. One more person, and then I leave. Okay, I will go now. Good. Bunch of culprits, you're